This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast and we're in the Ryan McBride Brandywell where Derry City have beaten Dundalk by three goals to nil. McAniff with the opening goal in the first half then Kavanagh and Duffy added goals in the second half. They were all good goals. The third one really impressed me. O'Reilly burst down the right-hand side, put the ball in and Duffy finished it off. I'm joined by former uh, Derry City and of course Bohemians player Gareth McLean who's a regular here at the Ryan McBride Brandywell uh, Gareth as we speak Shamrock Rovers lead by two goals to one by the time people are listening that game will be over if they care that much presumably they'll know the result we will get to it Ian Morris will join us uh, but here at the Ryan McBride Brandywell what did you make of what you saw? Brilliant game um, definitely Derry City's probably most complete performance at home this season um, not only did they score three great goals they scored at the right times it's been a problem all season and Rory Higgins has touched on it post-match is Derry City fail to kill off teams they fail to get that second goal even when they scored tonight Dundalk got back into it and to be honest with you were probably the better team for the last 15-20 minutes of the first half but the second half Derry City picked it up again and to be honest with you from then on they scored at the right times the counter-attack was the, 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 first, the, the second goal and the third goal. So really good performance. Some great performance from players that came in. Brandon Kavanagh with an unbelievable goal. You've got Young O'Reilly who basically did all the hard work for the, for the third goal as well. So some great performances. No injuries. Rory Higgins will be happy. And what was the difference? Did, the, did they just play better tonight? Did he switch things around? Why was it so comfortable tonight when previously, here especially, when you've taken the lead, you haven't been able to build on it. Well, Oshin, I think he's seen the Dundalk team before the game and it's give the players a real lift because there's a lot of big names missing. Hoban didn't start, Kelly didn't start. There was, there was a few, Dundalk were a few players down. I think that gave them the confidence. Not only that, but they played five, ten yards further up the pitch. You could see the high line from Derry City. They wanted to press them. And when Higgins first came on board, almost two, just two and a bit years ago, that was the ethos of how he wanted to play. He wanted to play high up the pitch. Shane Michael in his place, McJanic's pace, He's now got Ben Doherty left back. He wants to play high and he saw that in Dundalk tonight. Pressed them high and they got the goals at the right time. So I think that's that's what really gave them the confidence to go out and really give this a good game tonight because they've been lacking a good home performance not only this year, even last year and I'm glad he got it tonight. I'm guilty of looking at Shamrock Rovers and kind of focusing on Jack Byrne. I'm guilty of focusing on Michael Duffy when it comes to Derry City. Am I going to put... Am I putting too much focus... Uh, on him tonight by saying he played the 90 and that maybe made a bit of a difference they always look a bit sharper when he's on the pitch especially when he's fit absolutely and see when you have young Brandon Cavan on the right hand side you haven't got the same penetration he's going to come inside in that wand of a left foot when you've played Graydon on the right side and Duffy on the left it gives it the, the, the opposition team you can't you can't double up on both of them it's nearly impossible there's just not enough players on the pitch so it gives it but you see it tonight it was very focused on the left hand side but when you've got Ben Doherty playing behind Michael Duffy it almost gives you a two pronged approach and they are really 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 good down that left hand side and then when you've got McEnough in the middle and again Cameron McJanet's got to come into that field you've got the energy of O'Reilly it's a dynamic it's a much different midfield than you had when you had Patching, when you had McElhinney and when you had Diallo We're being uber critical here but are you still missing a striker well you have him he's injured how much do you need to get Whelan back and fit? Listen, it, it, it looks, it hasn't been confirmed by the club, but it looks as if Whelan's going to be out for the long okay. term. So this is th- th- this is going to be something that they're going to have to rectify probably in the summer. Will you need to sign someone or do you have the weapons 
and tools that you need. Rory Higgins will say that, that, that he's got the weapons, but he, I think he needs to sign someone. Um, I think he'll be on the lookout. Listen, Rory Higgins doesn't sign players just for the sake of it. He'll make sure that, they, that they're going to sign the right type of player. Um, there's no doubt about that. Keane Cavan is a good player. He's a good he's a good body, but you need bodies around him. You need pace around him. He can't get around the pitch. And Jamie just needs a few goals to get back in the form. Let's talk a bit about Dundalk. Do you think the four-day turnaround, well, you could argue three-day tur- turnaround, got to them because they looked jaded at times tonight. They just looked a bit flat. Oshin Dundalk came to the Brandywell last year and took six points in the Brandywell last year. They are a shadow of the team that did that last year. Yes, I, I mean, some of the players on there, I, I wouldn't know quite a lot of them, but they looked tired and they looked jaded. They didn't have that same spark. Bar the, the captain, the centre-half, Alfie Lewis, the other centre midfielder, the, and, 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 and until young O'Kane and um, uh, Hoban, once them two came on, then they started to create real problems for Derry City. You saw Hoban had an unbelievable chance there for a header at 2-0. At he gets that and it's 2-1. Dundalk looked, looked to be on, on, on the up there then Derry City as I said they scored at the right times they break away get the third goal and kill the game off but until Kane and Hoban came on they looked jaded I agree Is this league title alive very much so or would you fancy Rovers? Rory Higgins won't be talking about the league title what Rory Higgins is trying to do is stay in the title race until he gets all these players back you've got Marin Conley you've got Patrick to come back Domigan was on the bench he came on he got 20 minutes which will be great news for Derry City fans you've got players to come back into this um, so we need to stay in the hunt until the summer I know Monday nights are not the best night to judge an atmosphere but this place is fantastic tonight it was it was very decent despite the fact you know it is Monday night and there's distractions Liverpool are on the telly so maybe that would have taken a few numbers but uh, certainly a good place to come and watch football Listen all around the grounds you've seen it in League of Ireland grounds all over the, 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 the numbers are up but at the, at the Brandywell it's a sellout most weeks I mean you get phone calls all the time can you get me a ticket can you get me and it's brilliant for the city and when they keep putting on performances like that it'll be even more difficult to get a ticket Gareth McGlynn thank you very much for joining us on the extratime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast as I said reaction to come from the Shamrock Rovers St. Pat's game Ian Morris is watching that one for us but right now let's get some reaction from both the Derry City and Dundalk camps and uh, we'll go to that straight away. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast joined by Dundalk manager Stephen O'Donnell following a 3-0 defeat to Derry City. Stephen, your thoughts on that one? Yeah, disappointing. We give up cheap goals, poor goals at, at poor moments. Um, and from a physicality point of view in regards to our duels and competing, I thought thought we were second best tonight. Um, had a foothold 15 minutes or so before half time, up until half time. And then after a couple of minutes in the first, second half, we, we let the game drift away from us again and, and gave up a, a second poor goal. Went for it a little bit then at 2-0 and had a couple of really good chances. And then when you throw a bit of caution to the wind, you know, you're always in danger of, of, of being a little bit open on the counter and that's what happened. But overall, just a little bit disappointing from from a physicality point of view from us tonight. But um, we've been on a good run, a lot of positive results and... We have a quick turnaround now on Friday and we have an opportunity to, to rectify that. I appreciate you made changes, but was fatigue an, a, a factor no, tonight? No, I don't no. think so, no. I didn't look out and see tired bodies. Um, no, I don't I don't think that was an issue tonight. We made four changes. So from that side of it, I don't think it was. Um, and just at the minute, the way our squad is at, uh, four changes is, is the max, max we probably can make. I was about to say you'll be hoping for a reaction on Friday night, but I guess these are professional footballers. You'll demand a reaction. Yeah, exactly. And like it's par for the course. You have three games in a week. You win one, you lose one. Like They come around thick and fast. There's no time to, obviously, we try and rectify 
what we saw tonight, but there's no time to, to dwell. Um, it rolls around quick on Friday and positive result on 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 Friday and, and it would have been it will will have been a very good um last eight games as a whole. Cheers, Stephen. Thank you. This is the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast, and I'm joined by Derry City manager Rory Higgins. Rory, a 3-0 victory against Dundalk. It's a good win, but is it your best performance of the season so far? Um, is it our best performance of the season so far? Possibly, uh, and, and this sounds strange, but we drew here, no, no, we done Dundalk earlier in the season, and, and we were outstanding. Uh, but in terms of complete, over the course of 90 minutes, it probably is. What made it your best performance? I think the freshness we brought into the team, uh, we, 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 we took our opportunities when they presented themselves. We looked hungry, we looked fit. Um, we played some good football at times, particularly in the first half hour. I thought some of our stuff was really, really good. And we've ran out deserved and, and worthy winners. Did you start, and this will seem maybe like a bit of a silly question, a bit further up the pitch? Did you press on a bit more tonight? No, I think we've been guilty of, of coming off it when we've gone in front. We always start aggressively in games, always. But I think we kept that aggression going throughout the throughout the game, and and um, we were really eager not to retreat because we've seen in Drogheda, um as much as we were good in the first half, we 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 probably weren't as confident as we are now, and, and held on to what we had a bit more. Likewise against Bohemians, we should have put the game to bed and killed it at half time by half time. And the the I think the message was leading into this game. Once we got the first drive on and kick on, and and the players have done that, so real credit to them. I I tend to obsess on creative players. Jack Byrne, Michael Duffy. I think there's a reason for that. But your defence tonight were very solid and kind of allowed the attacking players to go and do their thing. I with with three clean sheets in Arona, which is fantastic, and it brings confidence right throughout the group. But you're right; they give us a real platform in the game and use the ball really well and, 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 and I think you can defend with the ball as well. It's 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 part of defending and at times we kept the ball well and at times we, we, we attacked well and, and when we had to defend we did. They had a big chance actually at two 0 which would have give us a nervy last few minutes, but by and large I think we were quite comfortable and, and, and thoroughly deserved our one. And you mentioned it there to uh, the written press and some of the, the local radio guys from Drive One O five and BBC Foil that Monday nights have been an issue here. So how pleasing is it that you've You've got a big win on a Monday night. It might seem like a small thing, but it seems to me like you think it's a big thing. I do think it's a big thing. Uh, we, particularly the, the Pats and then Rovers on the Monday, um, I have to take responsibility for that as well because I went with the same group that, that beat Pats and and um, we lacked freshness and energy. Uh, so we've had to learn from that and we freshened it up. We made four changes, three of the front four were changed and, and, and give us real energy at the top end of the pitch and these things are great when they work, but t- obviously they don't always work. But tonight we've we've uh, we've done well and 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 deserved our one. I've been going to League of Ireland games since 1999, but tonight was my first League of Ireland match here. I've been to a European match. This place is special, isn't it? I mean, look, I know there's an issue with the pitch. You'd probably prefer grass, but for those who are from the outside and come in, it actually really strikes you how atmospheric it is, how good a crowd you have. It's it's like there's just something between you and the crowd here. I can't quite put my finger on it, but is it a factor for you? Is it one of the reasons that you love managing this, you know, here? Is it is it something the players thrive on? I will think over the last, particularly 18 months, um, since we brought, say, Patrick and, and Michael back, I think that really 
galvanised things and really got the, caught the attention of the public and they got right behind it. Um, the chairman's been brilliant uh, and the board of directors have really got behind it. And there's a, there's a good connection. You're right, it is a special football club. Um, they're, they're demanding as well. Uh, they expect they won and, and, and that's brilliant. Uh, you have to play with pressure when you when you when you work for this football club and 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 work under pressure. But you're right, it's special. There's a real connection there at the minute. We're selling the place out on a regular basis, which is which is brilliant. And and to be honest, when I took the job, it was my my ambition more than I know winning trophies and all that's absolutely brilliant. But uh, was to get the connection between the, the the supporters and the club back and and sell the place out on a regular basis. That was the ambition. That was the drive. And and, and now we're doing it. Can we can we now kick on and, and, and compete? They won trophies. I know we won the cup last year, but you need to want more. You need to be ambitious. And I think this is an ambitious football club. And uh, I think, listen, a month ago, we lost back-to-back home games here and, and uh, the war was over. The, the world was coming to an end. And, and, but we've responded exceptionally well from that. And uh, so we know that as much as we've won a few games on the spin now, you're only a feet away from from uh, going the other way, so we just need to keep going, stay focused, and, and drive on, and and try and keep that good feel factor around. And finally, how good was it to get Paddy McLaughlin in? Alan, a huge loss, a great coach. Paddy, the same, did a great job at Cliftonville. I saw them a good few times under under uh, under Paddy. And philosophy-wise, he seems to be quite similar to you. So how important was it to get someone like Paddy in who not only seems to know your game plan and like it, but also, obviously, he knows this place and it's part of him? I, I, I think Paddy, Paddy's club is Derry City Football Club. I know he hasn't been involved here for a, a long time, I think 2005, so 18 years since he last represented this club. But Derry's his club. That's his passion. He's from Craigan. He... Uh, he loves the club. He he, he we think similar on how we want the game to be played, and he's a and he's a strong personality with good values and morals. So, uh, Connor Lugre as well. I think the the balance between the three of us is good, and um, it'll grow. We're only we're only get. I know Paddy a long long time. We've only just started working together, and I think it'll evolve and improve and develop. But, um, aye, we just. We enjoy each other's company, all those sorts of things is really important as well. So we just need to kick on and, and, and stay driven and focused and, and try and win the next match. Rory, appreciate your time. Thanks, Thank Oshin. And that's all the reaction from the Ryan McBride Brandywell. Let's get a bit of meat on the bones of what happened at Tallis Stadium. Shamrock Rovers overcoming St. Patrick's Athletic by three goals to two. It means they remain two points clear at the top of the table. Watching this one for us, Ian Morris. Huge 3-2 win for Rovers in Tallis against St. Pat's. Coming into the game, Pats looked a lot more balanced with players coming back from injury and suspension. Setting up in their 4-2-3-1 formation, Gravotsky comes back in at centre-back, Curtis back at right-back, Lennon into his natural position in the middle of midfield, and Owen Doyle comes in up top. Rovers setting up in their typical 3-4-2-1 formation, back on home turf, looking to extend their winning streak and stay on top of the table. Pats in the first half, full of energy, full of endeavour. Jamie Lennon back in the middle of the park and he was really the catalyst for everything they'd done well in the first half. 18 minutes, breaks up play with a great sliding tackle. Chris Forrester picks up the bits, slides it across to McClelland, whose shot is brilliantly blocked by Pico Lopez. Pats did have a breakthrough. That man, Lennon, again, breaks up play in the Rovers' half. Ball drops to Forrester. Cheeky little nutmeg on Gary O'Neill. Mark Doyle picks it up, right foot strike, takes a big deflection and bounces in off Leo Paul's 
upright for Pats 1-0. Linus, relatively quiet in the Pats goal. Rovers' best chance, a time header from Lee Grace from Jack Bourne's free kick. That all changed in the 46th minute of the first half. Neil Faruja, Faruja does great. Picking Curtis's pocket on the byline, slips it into Graham Bourke on the corner of the 18-yard box. Bourke chops inside onto his right foot, drills one down the goalkeeper's neck, who tips the ball over for a corner. From that corner, Jack Bourne, brilliant ball in once again. Lee Grace, unmarked, rises highest and heads the ball into the middle of the goal. Second half, different affair altogether. Rovers controlled the tempo, controlled the possession. And on 67 minutes, the pressure came with its reward when the skipper, Ronan Finn, dinks a ball to the back post and Richie tells Dyvan Header puts Rovers 2-1 up. Pat's nearly equaliser, fairly sharpish. Linus comes and claims Rovers' corner, sets Atakoi off in a 1v1 race with Ferruja. Ferruja gets there first, but then sells Pole short with a back pass, but unfortunately for Pats, Atakoi can't steer the shot on target. The equaliser finally comes with five minutes to go. Curtis hits one from 25 yards. Didn't look like it would cause Pauls too much trouble. The ball skips up off the surface. Pauls parries it into the path that Pats substitute Ben McCormick. And 2-2 in the game. Rovers nearly answer straight back through Johnny Kenny. But he can't get a clean contact on the super ball. Flashed across the six-yard box by Neil Farouja. Rovers do eventually get the winner. Towel unleashes a rocket that Linus palms into the six-yard box. Johnny Kenny thinks he's going to redeem himself for his previous miss. But is brought down by McGrath. No questions about the decision for the penalty. Richie Towles down, bottom right. 3-2 Rovers. John Daly would be disappointed tonight coming away with nothing, but yet again, Rovers show their class and their resilience, keep their fantastic run going and sees them clear at the top of the table. Well, that's almost it from the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland Voice Notes podcast coming to you, well, coming to you today, which is Tuesday to you, but Monday night as I speak as I walk out of the Ryan McBride Brandywell. Uh, don't forget, Luke Jordan is back with a deep dive into everything that's happening in the League of Ireland world with the ExtraTime.com League of Ireland podcast. That'll be out tomorrow, Wednesday. Or Thursday, so keep an eye out for that. No point in me going through the fixtures next Friday night and the tables and all that. You know all that. If you're listening to a podcast, it means you can go onto the internet and find out all that stuff yourself. The upshot of tonight is that, well, last night as you listen, is that Shamrock Rovers are two points clear at the top of the table. As always, you can read the match reports from those games and previews to everything that's coming up on the uh, extratime.com website. And you can get in contact with us via Twitter, at extratimenews, or on my own personal Twitter account, at Oshin Langan. I will talk to you very soon. Take care. Bye-bye.